Hi, the century. Hi. Yes, finally, I get to be with you on this. I'm so excited. You know, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you initially, but I can speak up because I don't know, kind of like a little glitch with the Twitter space. But yeah, I'm on now and I'm so excited to be on set with you today. Good evening, the century. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good morning. Uh, well, good morning, good evening, uh, wherever you are in the world. Uh, Thank you for setting up this call. Uh, I see a lot of people coming in. Also, um, I'm Decentricity. I'm uh, follow me on Twitter. Follow me here. I'm Decentricity everywhere, mostly. Yeah, um, very happy to uh, speak. Yeah, and we are so excited to have you today with us on the Women Web Wednesday. Once again, it's a pleasure. Welcome. Yeah. Be about to start, you know. Um. Good evening, everybody. Oh, good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, everybody. Life on this Twitter space with us today. This is the Women Web Three Wednesday, and the Women Web Three Wednesday is a weekly Twitter space um series we have hosted by Loser, and of course, on the Women Web Three Wednesday, we love to have conversations with women in Web Three, building, innovating, contributing, doing something beautiful, something we think some attention, something we think deserves some spotlight. And of course, in today's edition, we are having Decentral with us. Of course, it's going to be a really, really intriguing conversation. It's going to be really, really educating. And of course, we promise you a whole lot of fun. So before we go right into the discussion for today, I would like every one of us to retweet today's space, to retweet the link to the space. And of course, let's have a full house for more interesting conversations. Thank you, everybody. So yeah, we're about to begin. Once again, welcome everybody to today's edition of the Women Web Three Wednesday. We're so excited for today's episode. Of course, it promises to be a whole special edition, special, special time with you today on the Women Web Three Wednesday. To begin this century, can you kindly introduce yourself, tell us your name, tell us what you do Web3, tell us anything you'd like to share to our listeners today about you. Sure. Uh, hi. Uh, so, uh, Decentricity is my name, by the way. It's not my project. Um, just FYI, because a lot of people think it's my project's name. It's not. It's just like a, a random Twitter name that I chose a few years ago. Um, mm, where do I start? I I have been in the crypto space for a long time, actually. Uh, in Since 2013, I actually bought my first Bitcoin, and I had... I started trading back then. I'm not a, I'm not a, an awesome trader, but like I was, I've been a trader since 2013. Um, I'm, uh, I'm better at technology though. So uh, I used to work for IBM. So back then I was working for IBM for about six years since 2011 uh, until 2017 uh, when I left IBM um, to create my own uh, crypto company, uh, blockchain company uh, called Blockchain Zoo. So Blockchain Zoo was my first crypto company, and uh, after, well, uh, well, uh, within uh, 2017, uh, we started a few projects. We started a few consulting projects. Helped a lot of people with their ICOs as well. Uh, there were a ton of ICOs back then that used uh, our uh, our services. Um, it was Blockchain Zoo. Blocksphere was another company that I created. That's also a consulting company, um, and then. I started the Indonesian Blockchain Association in 2018, and then uh, then in 2019 to 2020, uh, we actually initiated our own projects, uh, which are, I guess, if you guys are on the NEAR ecosystem, you might know. Um, uh, one is the DeBio network, uh, Decentralized Bio network. 
and the other one is Myriad. Uh, Myriad is uh, social media, and Dibio is a uh, um, data platform, uh, and also uh, it's a data platform for bioinformatics and biomedical data. So uh, you can use Dibio to buy and sell services on top of the platform. Uh, get uh, and uh, the services uh, are basically including genetic analysis, including anything that's related to uh, to biological biomedical data. You can get uh, medical uh, second opinion through the application through the this uh, this uh, on top of this uh, app chain. Um, and Myriad is a free speech platform, so we've been collaborating with a lot of uh, uh, free speech people to try to get the word out about our uh, our social media. So it's a social media uh, platform that is uh, very focused on free speech. Uh, so you can actually host your own servers so that you can you can be basically part of the Myriad. So Myriad is a federation. It's a it's a it's a, it's a really interesting federation uh, type actually. So it's not just crypto. It's not just decentralized because of crypto. It's also decentralized because the structure of the the data. Uh, uh, of the databases is federated. So um, those are the two things. There's another one that I did as well, uh, which is Reality Cane. Reality Cane is our uh, 2D uh, metaverse. So uh, you can already try it out. Uh, just search for Reality Cane Metaverse. Reality Cane Metaverse, uh, or go to Reality Cane, realitychain.city on, on your browser, and you'll jump uh, there immediately. Um, yeah, and uh, those are those are basically the, the things that I have uh, set up, um, and uh, I'm keen to speak to you guys. I'm keen, obviously keen to speak about uh, women in this space as well, uh, because uh, Lydia, uh, I think this uh, topic uh, is Women Web3 Wednesday. So yeah, I'm keen on hearing uh, what, what you guys have to say as well. Of course, of course, that was really interesting to listen to. You know, I cannot wait to speak to you about the decentralized bio because, of course, merely reading about it, I'm not really the medical person, but you know, of course, I read a couple of articles about it. And to say I was at least amazed by the ideas, to say the least, about it, of course, I can't wait to talk to you about the decentralized bio. But in the meantime, I'm aware that you did a whole um did a couple of studies in business and technology and all of that and of course i understand um the um the bias for technology over the trading aspect of the blockchain which is something i really, really do admire and appreciate but um of course understanding that you've been you, you transitioned into um blockchain application real world blockchain ap application from as far back as 2013 when it wasn't even a buzz when it wasn't even the normal thing or it wasn't even something that a whole lot of people did i think it would be interesting to hear from you as a person who understands the role technology plays in businesses in running businesses and all of that what inspired or what you know what was the cause of you know transition to blockchain web and all of that. Hi, mm, who inspired me? Honestly, I, I've, uh, I haven't been asked this in a long time. So I, I, uh, I, I don't have one person who, uh, who has inspired me per se. Um, I have multiple people who inspired me. I, I'm inspired. Obviously, I'm inspired by, by, uh, by. People who are like by, by famous people like you know, Elon Musk, um, um, inspired by uh, even people like Donald Trump, uh, people like uh, I, I'm I'm inspired by a lot of those uh, people who are actually leaders in in in, in their space, not just technologically. Um, but uh, I think that's sort of like beside the point because like uh, I think the way we draw inspiration from uh, needs to be from people who actually we've worked with because if we're only drawing. Uh, Inspiration from Elon Musk, uh, for example, you don't know how it, how he is in real life. You don't know if he's a good boss or a bad boss. Uh, same as Trump. Like if you're a fan of Trump, uh, okay, but like uh, that uh, that does not uh, tell you whether like it, it's it's uh, you you don't know exactly how he works. You don't you don't know exactly because you yeah. Well, I'm assuming you've never worked for Trump. I'm assuming you've never worked for Elon or or any of like those other famous people. So. When people ask me about inspiration, I, I, I would say I'm, I'm, honestly, I'm inspired by my mother, 
my mother is a, an uh, amazing woman. She's a businesswoman. Um, she has done a lot of things. Uh, and uh, in her youth, uh, she's older now, but like uh, she used to do a lot of, like she used to run a lot of businesses also. So uh, that's one. I'm also inspired by uh, some of my bosses who've been amazing. Uh, like I had my I had a wonderful boss at IBM. Uh, I had uh, some really bosses that are um, female as well. Like uh, Imelda is uh, is in, in IBM was was an awesome an awesome boss. I think one thing that people sort of like neglect to sort of remember, uh, especially when you're in this space, is that um, there's a difference between. You know, there, there, there is a difference between entrepreneurship, full entrepreneurship, and people who have worked under other people and then became entrepreneurs. And I think it's better for people who have, uh, who previously have become, uh, you know, have, have worked for an office um, to actually appreciate how it is to be a manager. Because managing is actually a very, very difficult art. And sometimes you got it, sometimes you're very good at it, and sometimes you're not. Uh, and uh, all we can do is basically make make ourselves better, but you cannot really understand uh, how to make it better unless you have experience being managed by someone. So um, yeah, um, my inspirations, my mom and my my ex, uh, my former bosses, and uh, yeah, I, that's uh, that's all I have. Of course, um, I think you kind of like misunderstood my question, though, but that's okay. So before we go on to talk about um, the amazing projects you handle, starting from the GBN to um, Merit Social um, and then the reality chain, let's talk about something I think is a challenge for most newbie in Web3 ecosystem. And I think I would like to, you know, lay emphasis on the fact that you've been in Web3 or you've been in the blockchain space or you've been interacting with the blockchain technology as far as, as far as 2013. And to me, that's a whole lot. Currently, there's a whole, there's a huge buzz around blockchain technology. There's a huge buzz around Web3. And of course, we have tons of people who are in the ecosystem without access or direct access to information and, you know, are lost in the whole big tide and wave of the ecosystem and all of that. For someone who was, for someone who has been in the space for such a long time, what would you say helped you gain so much clarity, or should I call them tips, or should I say uh, strategies, or anything you apply to gain, you know, so much clarity that aided your tr transition journey into blockchain technology that helped you understand the blockchain technology without the bias of already being a technology person. I think this should come kind of like as an advice. No, oh, sorry. Can you repeat the last part? Uh, I think your signal was uh, you were rubber banding. Can you repeat like two two last sentences, please? I kind of like recognize the bias of being a technology person prior to your transition to blockchain. Of course, prior to your interview, blockchain web three. Of course. I think that as a person with so much experience, then you should, of course, have a couple of things or tips to share. If you're speaking to a newbie who is asking you ways or tips in clarity, especially from your own experience, what are the things you said you can say that from your own experience can help newbie gain, newbies gain, you know, clarity in the whole side of the and the whole of or in web three ecosystem. Okay, uh, I for a newbie, I, I talk to a lot of newbies because uh, uh, both my, uh, well, all three of my projects are uh, very focused on onboarding people who have not done crypto before. So um, when I talk to them, it's uh, it's always in the context of, um, you know, first of all, uh, this, this, this is game-changing technology, not just because of the money, not just because of the trading involved. Um, but also because, uh, you know what, this is uh, a technology that, that cannot be emulated by the big, big tech companies, um, whether Facebook, Twitter, or, or whatever other um, um, technology companies out there, even Google, uh, wouldn't be able to like, actually emulate what, what, what uh, actual public crypto is trying to do. We just have technologies that are run by uh, multiple people that, that are run together uh, by the community, uh, give the power back to the people. 
um, I think bringing it to that ideological discussion uh, actually strengthens it a lot more than actually going into, going to technology. Um, if uh, someone who is interested in technology, I would actually um, suggest to him or her to uh, go uh, to to go research about the histories of each technology because like. Um, whether it's whether it's uh, a, a near protocol, whether it's octopus substrate, whether it's Ethereum, um, a, a lot of the things that I learned uh, in the blockchain space, like a lot of the uh, the way I learned it, is basically by going back to the histories. Uh, oh, why did they create this new feature? Why did they create ERC seven twenty one? What? Uh, wh uh, how did NFTs come come about? Uh, like the histories are sometimes a lot more interesting than actually reading through like the the pages of GitHub and and like documentation that that you need to read, uh, because when you're walk uh, reading through the history, you know the story and the story uh, the story of technology is also a story. So um, yeah, uh, that's what I usually do for for newbies. Um, yeah, I, I hope that answers the question. Hello? Yeah, I can hear you. Sorry, there was a brief glitch, but I can hear you now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I think I got the most part of what you said, the whole part of researching about the history of technologies. And to be really honest, I have never heard this from anywhere, but merely just listening to you, I think I I think I think I think that's kind of like true. I think I think we realize I'm doing that. Thank you so much, this entry. So at this point, I think I'd like us to talk about what you're building, what you're about. Like, we get to hear from you and to this point where we are like talking about everything you're building, everything you're about. And I think we'd like, I'd like, this is personal bias. I was most intrigued by the idea of, you know, the reality chain that you're building, a 2D non-immersive. Because one of the things I think that I found yeah. Um, hello, Lydia. I I don't know if I lost you, uh, but yeah. Um, I will I will explain about Reality Chain first. Uh, so Reality Chain is um um a non-immersive. We call, we call it, like non-immersive sometimes sounds like it's bad, but it's not actually like uh, we might need to find another word for it. The but, idea of um, the reality uh, hello. To talk more on the aspect or the part where you know the reality chain is non-immersive and of course the benefits that it has users against other immersive metaverse yeah i mean uh yeah I, I, uh, so for reality chain uh, sorry i think i think either my connection or your connection was bad so you sort of dropped off earlier but um yeah reality chain uh if you go to reality chain, it's actually kind of cool it's a it's a it's a metaverse project but like we're not focusing on like making it super realistic we want to actually make it 2d and like people can walk around in 2d spaces and and meet people in 2d but like it's all full featured uh very full featured there's like voice chat just like in twitter spaces like this um there's uh there's like regular text chat walk around and then you change your avatar and then like you can uh get into buildings and talk to people uh, you can have events. You can watch uh, watch stuff together, watch videos together. We 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 already have a a bunch of stuff that that with uh, a bunch of events actually have been hosted um, on Reality Chain. Um, yeah, and uh, it's uh, it's live now. You guys can try it out. Uh, just just go to RealityChain.io, or if you want to, if you have an Android app, you can go to RealityChain.city, so you can download the Android application. And uh, yeah, uh, walking around that area and just like uh, having uh, having fun. Like you don't even need a wallet when you first log in. Uh, you can just log in with an email address. Uh, of course, if you want to actually get all the features, get all the NFTs, you do need to actually create a create a wallet uh, first before getting that. But yeah, I mean, we're it's all ready, and you guys can can use that. So that's Reality Chain. Uh, the other project that I'm doing is Myriad, uh, and Myriad is actually. Um, a social media application. Um, it is social media. It is very focused on free speech. Uh, so it's not just uh, crypto in this sense. It's also federated social media. So uh, federated means that uh, you can basically host certain portions of Myriad 
um, on your own server. Like you can set up your own server on AWS, on Amazon, or on GCP, on Google Cloud, um, basically, and just uh, or or host your own uh, server on your computer, for example, and run uh, part of Myriad. And running part of Myriad, uh, you know, walking around, uh, not not, uh, but you know. Uh, uh, exploring Myriad, uh, going around, clicking the links, going through all of these, uh, you cannot be censored because uh, if you get censored by anyone on Myriad, uh, you can just spin up your own server and just uh, invite everyone there. Um, that's sort of like the way we, that's, 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 that's Myriad. Uh, there's another one that we created. It's called the Bio Network, Decentralized Bio Network. Uh, and DBio is also very interesting because our focus is in biomedical data and uh, allowing people to save their biomedical data on chain, but also and if we, uh, uh, be able to uh, be able to uh, um, monetize the data for themselves. And uh, this is not me monetizing it. It's not the bio monetizing it. It's, the, it's you uh, who are actually, uh, uh, you are able to sell uh, like portions of your data as an aggregated whole. Um, you can also access uh, several bioinformatics services there, um, including like uh, gene sequencing. Um, like uh, um, if you already had sequencing from uh, 23andMe, for example, 23andMe, um, the 23andMe data can be re-uploaded to DBIO so that you can get genetic analysis. And genetic analysis can be done anonymously without actually revealing your name. Um, you can also track your menstrual data, and this is actually quite interesting, especially for women. Uh, you can go there and um, you need to burn the bio tokens each month to basically uh, be able to do it. But like, it's not actually very expensive, it's super cheap. So burning the bio tokens actually allows you to uh, save the data uh, on-chain. On and uh, yeah, and that, that actually helps you. Like it, this is actually very good for privacy because like if you use um, Menstrual applications uh, that are centralized, those are menstrual applications that can be subpoenaed by the government or, or the data requested, um, whereas uh, from uh, or or even like sold to uh, to, to people. Um, and uh, as you know, there's been a lot of issues about uh, places in the world that don't allow abortion. Um, that includes my own country, Indonesia. And there's a bit of a question about like, whether the government will seize data from from companies and uh, um, and well, from from the menstrual data, you can find out whether a person is pregnant. Honestly, like that's uh, sort of like that's uh, the idea of uh, why we created the Dubai Network. We want to make sure that the power is in the hands of the people, especially power that's related to um, your own biology, your biomedical data, your bioinformatics data. Basically, your own biology is your under your control. So that is dbio.network, that's the URL. That's the showcase page and the application is there. You can launch it. Mm, hello? Hey, Lydia, are you there? Uh, Lydia, if you're still on mute, I think. Lydia, or or maybe the host? <laughs> Can you? I I can't. Oh, Lydia. Um, I guess Lydia dropped to being listener again. That's weird. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, so I can still speak. Uh, anyway, so I guess the host um, must be having technical issues. Um, Lydia, if you don't. Hello. Yeah. Okay. Hi. You can hear. Yes. 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 You're back. I think you're back. So I have most but of everything you said. I had a whole lot of about what you said. And I must say that it's a really, really interesting idea. It's really brilliant what you're building with 
you know, the decentralized bio. Um, I must apologize. I experienced this, you know, I don't know what it's okay. I couldn't speak up, but I was getting literally everything you were saying. So um I think I'd like to, you know. Reading about, of course, reading about the decentralized bio network, you know, and how it has revolutionized the female health tracking, you know, of course, you know, and of course, the decentralization it's given to, you know, decentralization of data, decentralization of, you know, everything necessary for the medical system. Reading about everything you're building with decentralized bio, I'd like to ask you, um, do you think that, or is there, is there something you could say that in the next three, four years with, you know, with the application of this for that by other brands, by other people, other ways people can, you know, implement this, other ways people who are interested in these, people who are impressed by these, people who are, you know, affected by this, because of course, I'm sure that there are a lot of people who are, of course, victims of the issues that decentralized by each channel be. In what ways do you suggest or do you think that they could be a part of this? And of course, could you give like something like a predictive, you know, a predictive speech on what this would become or what other ways to improve the health sector for, you know, especially for ladies? I, I'm really uh, happy that you asked me this. Uh, looking towards the future I'm, uh, is, is what I'm, what I'm actually um, envisioning the bio to be. Um, the bio is a really future-looking um, uh, application. So uh, right now, probably not everyone has, for example, uh, a genetic, a personal genetic testing or personal genetic data. That's not something that is uh, still co very common. Like in the U.S., there's a lot of people, but like in Asia, there's still very little people who are actually doing that. But that is uh, uh, actually having control over your data is uh, very important. And in general, it's something that's uh, that's uh, that's being uh, that's uh, that that's uh, more and more people are all starting to realize. Within three or four years, I think everyone you know would already have uh, been genetic tested, and uh, that's a good thing and a bad thing. So the good thing is, of course, you would be able to know uh, your risks. Uh, whether you need to eat more sugars, as simple as that, or whether you are at risk of cancer and which type of cancer, or whether you are, um, you might have Parkinson's as you age, for example. So stuff like that, we already, we, that's, that's the good thing. We can prepare or we can avoid uh, medical conditions like that. But there is a bad thing. The bad thing is the monetization of uh, this data sets by uh, people who are actually actively exploiting your privacy. Um, a lot of the times, a lot of the other uh, applications such as 23andMe, Ancestry.org, those applications go to uh, people and uh, take their KYC, take their identity and link them to a set of genetic data. And if this data gets leaked, it's leaked together with the KYC. Um, that's actually terrible. That's actually very, very bad um, because um, think about it. Um, you can be charged for a crime based on DNA evidence, but like that DNA is not actually yours. It's actually DNA that is synthesized from your DNA, for example. That's possible. That's very possible. No one has, like, this, it hasn't happened to anyone, but like, it's, it's extremely possible when you think about it. Because like, right now, uh, a lot of the uh, evidentiary requirements in court, uh, that include DNA evidence, right? And uh, like, if your DNA is out there it's, uh, and it's connected to your KYC, I mean, you have enemies uh, that can be used. Like, and and even now, I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, state actors would be able to do that. Secondly, um, there are uh, a lot of uh, um, privacy issues, obviously, um, uh, to, and and uh, uh, that's related to to having insights of your um, of your DNA be public. So, for example. Uh, some people have uh, actually um, discussed this for real. Um, uh, people who are hiring for companies uh, are discussing whether they should screen applicants, so screen uh, candidates based on their DNA. So let me explain. Uh, DNA actually can be used to, to, to predict someone's behavior, whether that person uh, 
I don't know, is violent, for example, or whether that person is uh, not very good at uh, uh, accepting, like uh, uh, receiving, um, uh, saying yes to things, so receiving commands, for example, like those things uh, can technically be, be checked with your DNA. So um, there are a few basically conditions that, uh, that um, you know, make you not be a very good employee, right? So. Um, this is actually literally being discussed. Uh, I, I think I have the link uh, separately. I can share it separately. But um, the idea is uh, they were discussing whether they should screen people for uh, uh, like uh, for their 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 jobs uh, by checking their DNA. And I think that is a violation of privacy because you're 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 being you're being violated not just for your identity but also for what your identity might be in the future. So um, I think the way uh, a lot of medical uh, information gets shared uh, before this, like uh, in, the, in the past, um, is that like we're, we, were, we were always okay with like, you know, our companies testing our, our health. Uh, we were always okay with like uh, our companies checking, like uh, giving us blood tests, which is fine. But we shouldn't be okay with our companies having our entire genetic data set, whether it's companies, whether it's our companies, whether it's companies we work for, whether it's companies that we don't work for but have access to our DNA, or uh, think about it, insurance companies. If the insurance companies know about your uh, genetic material and they know like, oh, this person actually has a lot of risk of heart disease, for example, and then your premium rises because of that, is that fair? Now, the bio, um, in three or four years, our point is we really want to be an alternative to that entire ecosystem. Uh, we want to show that this is a whole new way of doing things, that, that if you do it our way, if we do it in the way that is like decentralized in this way, there's no possibility of, of, of uh, this type of data being leaked and used uh, and, uh, um, and linked to your KYC linked to your identity. And um, that's, that's really the whole idea of DeBio, that the, the anonymity, the, the, the which ensuring that, hey, you know what, this, this thing, this, 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 this genetic data that constitutes my, myself, I know about it, I have insights about it, but no one else but me have access to it. So uh, I think that's, uh, that's one thing that uh, I think will happen in three or four years. I think people will be very, very surprised to see where our world is heading now. Um, we have been through COVID, we have been through the pandemic, and uh, like it or not, COVID has actually um, curtailed a lot of our freedoms, where uh, a lot of us out there are still locked down uh, in Asia, uh, believe it or not. Um, you have to go uh, places if you have an app and that application is just an application that says whether you're free or not because you've been vaccinated or not. And that's actually not very good uh, because that application has your medical data. That application has your vaccination data, has your COVID history. Um, and we have allowed that to happen. Uh, now, if we don't fight back, if we don't have another alternative for it, then uh, we will live in a dystopia. It would be like 1984. It would be like that book, 1984. Uh, it would be Orwellian. It would be something that, that uh, like, it would be even worse than the violations of privacy that social media has, uh, has uh, done against us. Um, it would be extremely bad. So, um, yeah, uh, I think I uh, ranted a bit, but like that's that's. Uh... No, no, trust me. I mean, I couldn't even interrupt off because that was really, really insightful. Thank you so much, Disentry, for sharing a whole lot with us. Of course, I just learned something new. I won't deny, and I'm pretty sure it's the same for a lot of our listeners. Thank you for sharing a lot with us on, of course, our medical data security and the possibilities of. Should I call it the manipulation of what our medical data could cost us? Thank you so much for sharing with us. Thank you so much for joining with us today on the Women with the Wednesday. We're so excited to have you. It's been a really, really insightful session so far with you, of course, learning a lot about our medical data security, learning about first speech, learning about, you know, 
blockchain application, learn about a whole lot of things from you. That's been really, really interesting. I think I'd like to take a little drift away from, of course, decentralized buying and everything else you're building. Um, I'd like to pick your brain a little because I, I think, I think, I think it's really, really interesting that we have you with us today because this is something I've been considering for quite a while now, and I think you're more experienced and in the position to, you know, speak on this business or businesses and blockchain technology. One of the things I personally, this is a personal bias, but I think that one of the fastest way we can, you know, push or we could achieve or we could get to the point where, of course, blockchain adoption or Web3 adoption becomes, you know, a thing where it's normalized is through integration of blockchain technology and businesses. A lot of people often argue that this isn't necessary. Some people think that it's more more disadvantageous. As someone who has ample knowledge, professional experience with business and technology, what would you have to say about this? Um, what, what, what's your opinion? What's your view? Is, that, is there something different you'd like to share with us? Or is there something interesting you have to speak on, you know, the possibilities or the possibilities of business and blockchain tech adoption? And of course, anything you think it can offer us. Possibilities of business and blockchain tech actually goes hand in hand with what I just mentioned. Um, I think um, a lot of us were sidetracked within the last uh, two, three years because of the bull run. I'm pretty sure a lot of the people in this call um, are new to crypto also. Um, new as in, for me, new is like two two years. Um, I think that's good because we have a lot of users, but a lot of the users that's, that's come into this place are here for the DeFi uh, stuff, um, um, here for the yields, and here for just, uh, you know, actually, you know, just just for that part of the ecosystem, and that's good. That's not bad. I mean, staking and uh, and actually um, providing LP that actually helps the ecosystem. But I think we got that. I think that's a sidetrack. I think that's not the primary thing of like why we're here. Um, yes, these things, these uh, these the the monetary uh, part, the monetary motive is important. But there is also another motive that actually happens on top. How do we get? people to use our platforms more than they use the mainstream platforms. Um, I'm talking about Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and YouTube. You know how many users they have, right? Like millions and even billions of users. Um, you know how much content they have. You know how much infrastructure they have. If crypto wants to be uh, at that level, it needs to have users at that level, which means we need to basically refocus our our, um, not just our marketing, our product design, our engineering uh, to be a lot more crypto friendly, get a lot more people in this space um, and a lot more human, actually. Let me give you an example. Back in the bull run, uh, everyone was like, even now, everyone is going to exchange from from DEX to DEX and then like finding LP and LPO uh, or farm to farm. And it's like, oh, this farm is uh, has, gives me more yield. Oh, that farm gives me less yield and compare and then like uh, go, oh, I have to move to this farm because they're going to have like uh, an additional 20% yield next week, for example. Do, do you know that's that, you know, normal people in their everyday lives will never do that, right? <laughs> they will never do that, like uh, from bank to bank and then like chasing after, oh, um, the interest is higher in this bank. Oh, the next bank. Oh, the interest is higher in this fintech or this bank, right? That's not something that you commonly do. So that's actually a weird thing um, that we always focus on that. That's not actually the way we judge projects has always been like within the, next, uh, during the last couple of years has always been about yield. Oh, this is going to moon. This is going, we are going to have a bunch of yield out of this. It's never about like the actual use case anymore. And I know there's a ton of use cases out there and you can't trust Everyone, you can trust exactly that, oh, this is the, the best use case, uh, this is going to work. We don't know that. We don't know that 100%. I understand. But 
the thing about uh, the thing about use cases and the thing about adoption is that like the if you have use cases if, if, if not you if a blockchain project has a use case that is that is adoptable by many and it becomes viral it actually helps the entire ecosystem now there has been artificial ways also like this is another point that I'd like to make there's been artificial ways as well to like pump up uh, token prices and uh, user bases by actually using bots for example it's actually super easy to just like if we wanted to we can just create it like make a bot to sign up for the bio 120,000 times and we have 120,000 users for example but even that is not good right because the data then wouldn't be real um, so um, the way we do things in this space needs to really change. It shouldn't be based on hype anymore. It should be based on use. It should be, and, and the way we want to do that, uh, I think for all of our projects, is to do that in the context of uh, people who are, um, that we call normies, the mainstream audience. Getting mainstream audiences on is the largest homework of crypto. And uh, getting them on not just because they want money, but because they are actually using our applications and actually doing things on top of our applications, even building things on top of it. So um, I'm uh, I'm of the, the opinion that uh, crypto really needs to be uh, needs to change. Needs to basically um, we need to make blockchain great again. That was a great way to end it. We need to make blockchain great again. Of course, I'm really, really enthusiastic about, of course, where, like, I think it's sharing to your sentiment. I'm really, really enthusiastic where, you know, a change in process, a change in, you know, the perspective of our users, a change in a lot of things which would help us make a reality of, you know, the vision of blockchain adoption. Thank you so much, the Century City, for joining us today on the Women Web Day Wednesday. It's been an amazing 45 minutes with you on today's session. And I can't lie, I learned a lot of things and I'm pretty sure it's been the same for um it's been the same for a lot of all other of our listeners. I think it's true that um experience is the best teacher because um this depth of insight is not so easy to come by. Thank you so much for, you know, stopping by in today's edition of the Women Web Experience that would soon be ending today's edition. But before you leave, would like you to share just a few pieces of your thoughts, you know, a few, um, a few things from your, from your mind. What would you, what advice would you have to give, you know? Um, the, what advice? <laughs> I'm not done. What advice? individuals you know who are interested who are intrigued by what you're building at decentralized bio at reality chain as you know even at social how can they become a part of this how can you know we make something really huge how you know of course you know we go better we move for as you know as a plethora of people so how can people be a part of this? How can they join at what you're doing? How can they be a part of what you're building? How can they support? How can they, you know, literally anything you would have to say about your project and how people could be a part of it. I, uh, my advice would be um, if you're new in the Web3 space and you want to try actual applications that are real Web3 projects, uh, but have real use cases, try Myriad, uh, try Reality Chain and try Dbio. So for Myriad, just go to myriad.social um, and then click launch Myriad um, and just play around with it. Uh, at one point, that application will ask you to install, uh, whether you're on a phone, whether you're on, uh, on like, w whether you're on, like, um, what's it called? Apple devices, iOS, it will basically ask you to install and you can just play around with it. Like, we're, 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 the cool thing about Myriad is that we don't need an app store. We're not on the app store. We're, a website that can be installable on your phone. Um, that's one. Um, Reality Chain, uh, try it out. It's really fun. Uh, it's a metaverse, so you can walk uh, walk around. You can, uh, if you have kids, you can bring your kids too. Because I, I I've seen a lot of kids come in, and kids really like uh, this cute little two D metaverse. So you need to try that. Uh, for the bio network, it might be more complicated. You do need a laptop to try it, uh, and you do need a Polkadot wallet. 
uh, I, well, uh, Polkadot account, you can create it. Like, but like you do need a laptop to to sit down and try it. Uh, but it's also very. Uh, I think it's amazing that that we've actually managed to do it. Um, and uh, in terms of advice in general, um, my advice would be, you know what, you're not working alone. Uh, I uh, and I don't work alone. I need a lot of people to help me. I have a huge team that that is actually very very good, and I appreciate them a lot. Um, if you are interested in going into crypto and going into actual Web3 stuff and crypto stuff, uh, decentralized blockchain stuff, get a good team. That's my advice. Get a good team. Get a good community around you. Um, doesn't have to be teams reporting to you. It could be like just friends uh, that are they're working together with you on a project together. Uh, find a friend in this space. Find actual friends, whether it's physical friends that you have met face to face or people who you only know from avatars. Uh, that's fine. Um, and uh, in terms of like trusting them, of course, you have to be careful. Sometimes people are scammers. Uh, you do need to be careful there. But like, uh, yeah, uh, once you have people who actually you trust and you build things together, you'll you'll see why this space is so amazing instead of uh, creating projects uh, in the startup space in like the non-crypto world. Uh, doing it in crypto is a lot more amazing because like we're actually using crypto for what it is um remember that crypto was originally created just for financial purposes just to be able to send money because of that the evolution of crypto now is uh, the uh, the appearance of DAOs, the appearance of organizations like that that's basically just one thing the uh the combination of capital and uh human ingenuity to actually create new things and uh if you're a creator come into crypto because like there's a lot to create in crypto um, and you can tell this to your friends as well um, don't focus just on the yield focus on making blockchain great focus on making blockchain great that was really great that was really really interesting to listen to the centricity of course this is this was one of the best sessions you know i've really really ever had on you know twitter spaces thank you for adding so much spice for adding so much vibe, for adding so much value, you know, of course, share from your wealth of experience and knowledge with us today on the Women Web 3 Wednesday. It was really, really a great and interesting time with you. And of course, it was an all-round session. I'm pretty sure the recap of today's session is going to be rich. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, hey, Jitantriti, um, can you permit me to, you know, I want to do something. I want to ask for a little unusual yeah, kind of like these are you know, special privilege if at all it's available so is there any upcoming updates anything we should be expecting from the centricity anything we should be expecting from decentralized anything we should be expecting any updates any heads up you want to share with us before we go okay from alpha um at the end of the month, uh, Myriad will have um, what is called a federation. So that means you can host your own. Like right now, of course, you can host your own Myriad validators, but validators are just for the blockchain side. Um, you uh, by the end of this month, you will be able to host your own instances. So instances is like uh, groups on Facebook, right? So uh, you can create your own group on Facebook, right? But uh, if it's a group on Facebook, then you are still hosted by Facebook. If it's an instance on Myriad, you are actually hosting it on your own. You can host it on your own computer, you can host it on your servers, but basically you are hosting your own part of Myriad. And uh, of course, uh, no one can censor you because it's uh, it's basically hosted on your own computer. That's one. Uh, for uh, uh, Myriad, uh, so the, that's for Myriad, for, uh, Ria, uh, for sorry, uh, Dubai Network, by the end of this month, we will also be releasing what is called a second opinion marketplace. So uh, you would be able to have a second opinion virtually and anonymously from uh, actual real doctors uh, that provide their opinions to you. So um, I think uh, a good use case, for example, would be mental health professionals. Like if you are depressed, if you have anxiety and you want to like you don't you don't want to reveal that to anyone you can you can go on uh, the second opinion marketplace and ask for advice and that advice will be given to you in a way that is anonymous but like from real doctors so you can confirm that this is from a real psychiatrist this is from a real doctor this is from a real psychologist 
um, or you can upload your electronic medical records data. You have to scrub them first for your like, so your name doesn't show, but like you can you can you can uh, upload and uh, have doctors check. Oh, I have an X-ray doc. Like uh, I think my back hurts. What do you think? Yeah, send the X-ray or CT scan in, and the doctor can give opinions. And uh, of course, this is paid. You have to pay the doctor um, through through the bio network, and uh, that's uh, also by the end of this month. Um, finally, for Reality Chain, uh, we actually just launched the Reality Chain uh, application, um, um, the one on Google Play that's on Android. Uh, by the end of this month, um, with, well, within like the next two months, we will be launching a new metaverse. We have launched a metaverse for Myriad, and we will be launching a metaverse uh, for another company uh, very soon. So we wait for that. And uh, yeah, hope hope to see you. Oh, uh, oh, by the way, like uh, in a couple of months, probably by uh, probably Q2, 2023, uh, we will have an IDO for uh, Reality Chain. So if you're interested in uh, supporting this project, uh, you can uh, go ahead and go to the website and uh, there's an investor form. Uh, we're still open for private sale, by the way, like if you're interested in supporting. Uh, before the IDO, we're still opening private sale. But uh, once the IDO is done, of course, the only way you can get our tokens is through um, through the IDO. So yeah, that's uh, all three projects, I believe. Yeah, definitely, that's all three projects. Trust me, this centricity, you deserve all the accolades, you deserve all, you know, all the accolades, all the logs, all the big words, all the nice words, because of course, I've never seen something as amazing and as beautiful as what you're building with Decentry Bio, and of course the Mirac Sushio and of course also, you know, everything else you're doing. I I, I cannot, at this point, you know, you make it seem so effortless that you're, you know, seamlessly integrating three beautiful and amazing real world application of blockchain technology. And if we look at it, if we look at it more closely, we'll see that all of this is for social good. You make it look so effortless, you know, building three world-class, three amazing, three, you know, global standard projects. I must really commend you, Decentricity. It was really, really amazing with you today on the Women Web Wednesday, and we cannot help but let's go at this point. You know, this is the point where, you know, the die has been crossed, you know, and we have to, you know, come to a close of today's edition of the Women Web Day Wednesday. Thank you very much, Decentricity, for joining us. Thank you so much for, you know, your time with us. Thank you so much for sharing from your wealth of experience and knowledge. Thank you so much for everything, all the information, all the all the tips and, you know, all the useful and relevant heads of us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And to, of course, to all of our listeners, thank you so much, Diana, for joining in. Thank you so much, everybody who is a listener on today's session. We hope to see you again on the next session, which will be next week, Wednesday, for another interesting and interesting episode of today's Women Web Day Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Um, it was a, was a pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Yeah, talk to you soon on Twitter. And please make it be ready. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Mm-hmm.